Take a seat, sit back, relax, and welcome to the Cladecast. Today is a special episode because this episode is going to be specifically about drumroll, please. Ah, well, that, that's close enough. Mental health. Ah, yes, mental health. What a large, expansive topic to talk about. Mental health has been an important topic over the last couple of years, and it's been more prevalent than ever than with the COVID pandemic. I wanted to dive deep today about mental health and what it means to me, the ways uh, mental health works and how to handle your mental health, some tactics I use to handle my mental health, ways to get rid of stress, journaling, suicide and suicide prevention, and so much more. Also, shout out to my teacher, Miss Yi, who's actually going to be listening to this specific podcast and giving you it a grade. So it's a little bit of a yikes because as a podcaster, uh, I better I better get an A on this. So um, let's just let's just jump into it. So first, let's just talk about what mental health is. Mental health is defined by the World Health Organization as a state of well-being in which the individual realizes his or her abilities can cope with the normal stressors of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. Mental health includes our emotions, uh, physiological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, act, and so much more. During the COVID pandemic, we all realized the strain of mental health, not only on individuals, but also as a society and for the world. To Western society, people assume mental health like humanitarians, in which they want to reach their full potential as people. Coming from AP Psychology, I've learned that humanitarians have a high value on life and want to be the best person they could be. Once someone is able to maintain their basic needs like food, water, shelter, they could start becoming more sufficient in other parts of their lives and based on one's hierarchy of needs like their family, friends, and oneself. I've actually gone through some extremely difficult times with my own mental health and depression, which some people may relate to. I want to connect to whoever's listening and I want to share my story with depression. I actually fractured my spine. I was basically on bed rest for a long time and I had to go through about seven months of physical therapy. It somewhat felt like I was in quarantine before quarantine. I felt like I was alone. I felt like my friends didn't care about me and I felt like I was gross because I was gaining so much weight because I couldn't work out. I don't like to admit it, but I went to drug use during this time. I needed an escape from my own head because I was locked up in my own body. I, I really did hit rock bottom. I was smoking almost every day and I was at the lowest point that I'd ever been. And it really did take me a lot of time. I never considered committing suicide because I could never do that to myself or my family. But I know others in my situation may have considered it. I can't really describe the feeling of being extremely depressed. It feels like a dark cloud of negative energy is filling your body and head and filling your mind with just negative thoughts and ideas. I didn't know who to go to. Because I was in such a negative headspace, I felt like my friends didn't like me anymore, even though they later, later admitted to me that they were sad I stopped going out and hanging out with them. My emotional headspace made me think negatively, negatively uh, when that really wasn't the case. I'm grateful now uh, to have loving parents because, or well, I've always been grateful because they noticed I wasn't feeling good mentally. It took a lot of talking, but eventually I was able to break the ice and I finally was able to talk about it. I feel like without my parents there, if I wasn't able to talk about how I was feeling, I couldn't have gone or I could have gone to an extremely poor place in my life. Now I'm happy to say 
I haven't smoked in years. And I, I went down a really bad path for a while, starting in middle school and breaking my back, going through all that has truly changed me as a person. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. And I'm so grateful for everything in my life, even being able to have clothes on my back. We take everything for granted so easily. Other people in this world can't even afford clothes. They have to walk miles for water. This attitude recently has been making me enjoy and love life. I'm enjoying every single second I have on this earth because I'm going to only be my age for so long. We strive to be older so we can have more opportunities. I want to be 18 so I can get an apartment on my own. I want to be 21 so I'm able to drink. I want to be this age so I can do this thing, this thing, la 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 la. That's such a horrible way to go at life. I've learned that the hard way. I miss when I was a little kid. My young childhood innocence is gone and I can never get it back. If anyone is struggling with mental health, I recommend you try to keep a positive, grateful mindset. If it can help me, it can help you too. You could get through it. Reflecting back on what I said a little bit ago, talking to someone, anyone can be extremely important and beneficial. If you're going through a mental health crisis, please, please, please reach out to someone, anyone. If need be, you can reach out to me. Being able to talk about your mental health with someone is one of the most important things one can do for their own mental health. Not only should you communicate with others about your mental health, but you should ask around and do check-ins on friends, family, acquaintances, or even strangers. A lot of people could be experiencing mental health problems and issues in their own life that no one may know about. A simple, how are you doing, can make, can make such a change into someone's day or even life. If someone shows care or affection towards you, it could be so beneficial. Although my next story ended positively... I wish I knew the power of words and asking others how they are before this incident occurred. I have a very close friend who recently, when hanging out, explained that this person had recently tried to commit suicide. Forgive me if uh, if I'm sounding a little bit weird when I'm talking about it, but I'm trying not to use pronouns to say if it's a guy or a girl. So, coming from this one particular friend... Uh, I was completely shocked. This person seemed like the happiest and loving person in the world, and they had admitted, in fact, that they had tried to commit suicide. I instantly spread to tears. I mean, my good friend, I almost lost. I didn't know what to think. My friend said they had tied a rope around their neck, pushed the chair away, and attempted suicide. My friend reminded me that my friend wasn't showing signs of suicide. Maybe I wasn't being observant enough, but I realized I never asked my friend how my friend was doing. Luckily, uh, my friend said that by the grace of God, the chair came back and this person uh, came back and happily wanted to change this person's life. So that's really good. From that experience, learning from my friend, I now want to ask everyone and everyone how they are doing and check in on them. And you could do it too. While listening to this podcast, I want you to text someone or message someone and ask them how they are doing, or let them know that how much you appreciate them. A simple question or checking can make a big difference. I like to do it. uh, I actually did it today with an old friend that I haven't talked to in a while. I just texted her. I said, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. I want to check in with you. And it's fun reconnecting with people too. And just doing something like that, it's super easy and you could really, really connect with someone and make someone's day better. But going back, that story is why I chose to do this podcast episode about mental health. And hopefully it could be turned into somewhat of a series. I believe that I have a lot of knowledge to share about mental health. Although it may seem like I'm doing amazing and well now, it took a lot of steps for me to get to where I'm at. 
I'm hoping I can use my experience to change others' lives, even if it's a little bit. Everyone struggles with their own problems. The rich, exuberant, the poor, the stereotyped pretty people, the stereotyped ugly people. All of them have their fair share of problems, so we must be encouraging and help everyone. As someone who has an opportunity to share their voice, knowledge, and experiences, I want whoever is listening to learn, understand, and share the messages and ideas I am sharing today. Following the story, I want to talk about suicide and the warning signs behind suicide. Understanding the issues of suicide and knowing the signs of suicide are extremely important, and knowing some of the signs can possibly save a life. If you see signs and risk factors, you should talk to the person you see these symptoms in. Substance abuse, a loss of relationships, either friends, family, or significant others. Depressive symptoms, people not asking for help because of negative stigmas. I really wish I knew that was a warning sign because that was something that my friend uh, was doing and I did not see I did not see that. Um, social isolation, talking about being a burden to others, oversleeping, extreme mood swings, feeling a hopelessness, and more. Just knowing some of these signs can save a life. I wish, I really wish I knew these sooner before my friend had attempted suicide. Also, if you're feeling suicidal or know someone that is, you can always reach out to the Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. Also, soon this hotline will be able to be dialed by the number 8, I mean, correction, 988, which will be an emergency mental health hotline. I also wanted to jump into something that I do on my own to help my own mental health. Handling and dealing with mental health can seem like busy work, kind of like a little bit of homework. When I was in a time of great depression myself, I looked into writing. I didn't really know about how to journal, why I was journaling, and why I would want to journal. As a guy, there's a little bit of a stigma about a man owning a journal and or a diary. But let me tell you, guys and girls, it is one of the best things you could do for your own mental health. Coming out of a relationship, I started journaling. I wanted to reconnect with myself, and damn, it was one of the most beneficial things to my mental health. Although I started it after coming out of a relationship, I've used journaling for about almost a year now. A journal is something private for you and only you to vent out all that pent-up energy, anger, rage, sadness, or any other feeling you may be having that you're just having a difficult time with. You could write about literally anything. You have all the time and the pages you want to write about it. It's pretty magical. Coming from someone that uses journaling often to vent, journaling is a great outlet. There are so many benefits to journaling. It's crazy. Journaling can help you manage anxiety, cope with depression, and can reduce stress, which I'll dive deeper into later. Journaling can also help you improve your mental health. If you're already in a good headspace, it can help you prioritize fear, problems, concerns. You can learn from yourself day to day and realize uh, what may help you manage your triggers or any other things throughout your days, weeks, or month that bother you. Or you could just give yourself a safe safe place and you can also identify negative behaviors and thoughts you may only recognize while you're writing. If you're listening, I want you to start a journal like me. Yes, this is a call to action. I want you right now to get up, grab a piece of paper, go into your phone notes, do whatever you need to start your first journal. People often like to procrastinate and say, oh, I'll start tomorrow. I want to start in a week. Blah, 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 blah. It's just excuses. Tell me how many times do you actually start something when you say, you'll start it later. You don't. That's why you're going to start right now. 
Yes, right now. I'm going to wait for you to get a piece of paper right now. Go on your notes app or get a journal if you already have one. I'll wait. Yes, I'm seriously waiting right now. Go. Grab a piece of paper. Grab whatever you need to get ready to start your first journal entry because if you're not going to do it right now, you won't do it. I promise you. You got it? Uh, I'm expecting you got it. I'm expecting you to be ready. So uh, here you go. I'm going to give you two options for today and for this podcast episode. The first option is to write about something you just want to rant about. Let all of your emotions and feelings onto the page, journal or phone app, whatever you're using. The second option is that I got a couple of questions for you that you could write to, to maybe help you out a little bit. If you pick option two, I have a bunch of different questions from card game meant for journaling about your mental health. Yeah, there's actually games for that. It's called We Are Not Really Strangers. If you ever want to connect to yourself, your friends, your family, or anyone, I recommend this game. But going back to what I'm saying, you could pick how long you want to write about option one or option two. And for option two, you could pick to write about as many as the following questions I'm about to ask. Pause the podcast if you want to stop, write stuff down, and then return to listening. So here's the first question. How are you doing? Really? Yes. Don't give any BS answer. How are you really feeling? If you don't feel like in a space to write about it, it's okay to feel that way. You shouldn't ever feel bad about your feelings or ever want to apologize for your feelings. Second question. What has been more important to you recently more than ever before? Ask yourself what that means to you. Write it out or just think about it. Dig deep. Third question. This is your own choice. I want you to ask yourself a question. You're afraid to know, too afraid to know the answer to, or just something you don't want to know you don't want to answer about yourself or situation you're going through and explain why. Fourth question. What is the most pain you've ever experienced that wasn't physical? Yeah, that question may hit hard for you. Write it down or just think about it in your head and how you've grown from that pain. There are a lot more questions I could have asked, but I don't want to fill this whole episode full of questions. And hey, if you didn't write it down, any of those questions, or you don't want to journal, I hope it made you a little bit I hope it made you think a little bit more about the importance of mental health and remind you of a possible outlet if you're having mental health struggles in the future. And hopefully those questions hit hard or made you think uh and hopefully those questions can help put you on a better mind path, a better better mental path. Yet another important part of mental health that needs to be addressed is stress. As a teenager, I know what it's like trying to manage stress. It really is a balancing act. I have to focus on school, my extracurriculars, time management, having all my meals, staying hygienic, being able to do my hobbies, jobs, and everything else under the sun of stress. It could be so extremely overwhelming. Not only can stress create emotional issues, but it can also create physical implications like heart disease. I want to give you a couple of tips that I use to manage and reduce my stress. The one strategy, or actually four strategies uh, that I know, it's called the four A's. And that includes avoid, alter, adapt, and accept, aka the four A's. Avoiding stress is a management technique where one avoids stressful situations. Easy as that. If something stresses you out, you just avoid the situation or the thing entirely. Some avoidant techniques include saying no. Some people have a hard time saying no to situations they feel pressured or uncomfortable by. By just saying no, you can avoid that stress. 
avoid people that stress you out. If you avoid people that stress you out, you don't have to deal with that type of stress. Avoiding, that's a really good beginning stress reduction method. I hope you all do that. Alter. Alter is yet another stress management technique that is used, or at least that I use. This technique is when you can alter a stressful situation uh, in your life. If you're stressed out in school or you're overloaded by your schedule for the end of the week, you can alter your schedule so you could spread things out evenly and reduce your stress. If you're also in an uncomfortable or stressful situation, you can also compromise to reduce your stress. Yeah, compromising is a way to change stress. If you feel like your significant other or friend has been doing some really stressful behavior or some things you don't like and it's stressing you out, talk about what needs to be changed, but also be willing to change something about yourself. You can't change anything unless you're willing to talk. Be willing to open up. That is the only way to reduce stress or one one way to reduce stress. Adapt is another stress management technique. If you cannot change a stressful situation, you should change for yourself. If you are a perfectionist, you need to loosen up. If you expect everything to be perfect, you could stress yourself out. Nothing, and I repeat, nothing in life is perfect. Stop stressing yourself out. Also, try looking at things in a more positive mindset. If you look at everything super ne- negatively, you're going to stress yourself out. I already talked about that later or earlier in the podcast. I've started looking at everything in such a positive mindset and I've started to be so grateful for everything. It, it, that stress management tip alone has revolutionized my life. Not only changed, it has revolutionized. I've been such a happier person. I've been doing so much better things with my life and it's making me happy. Same with avoiding. I've been avoiding a lot of people in my life that have been stressing me out or just reducing and getting away from situations that I don't like. And it's been giving me a lot more positivity and making me a lot more happy. Uh, I hope that those three uh, can be somewhat of a change in your life. And finally, the last stress management technique is accept. Accept is the final stress management technique that I have. Some stress is unavoidable. You can't get rid of everything. You can't control everything. Some things like the passing of a loved one, an illness, an injury are just unavoidable. And you have to be able to reduce stress. And obviously, the first thing to try to do to accept is to stop being, stop trying to control the uncontrollable. Some situations or people cannot be controlled. Stop stressing yourself out and making things perfect and controlling it all. Being in a relationship with controlling people can be extremely stressful. You don't want to be with someone that's always trying to look at your phone or trying to tell you where you can or cannot go. That's stressful. Some Sometimes you just can't, you can't control what other people do. You have to stop that. And you don't want to be controlled either. That could build up a lot of stress. Also, another way to, ex- uh, another way to accept is to learn to forgive. Learning to forgive can reduce stress. And a lot people make mistakes. We're human. We make mistakes every single day. And you can hold grudges that cause anger, resentment, and stress, but you just got to let go and forgive. I mean, you'll be a better person once you learn to accept and 
people will be, I think people are nicer to you once you learn to forgive. And, uh, I guess that's it for this podcast episode. Uh, it's a, it's a little bit different. Um, I didn't get to the full 30 minutes, but I think around 20 minutes is a really good place to stop. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a special episode. I only talked about mental health. Hopefully I could do it more in the future. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for everyone listening to this special episode. There was no video for this. It was just the audio. Um, I hope you guys really learned something from this. Um, this is just a lot of information, a lot of Blake knowledge, um, and a lot of experiences that you can learn and use for yourself. Um, thank you, Miss Yi, uh, for listening to my podcast. Uh, hopefully, I can get a good grade on this. Uh, we will see. And uh, yeah, I appreciate every one of you that is listening. Uh, remember, my podcast is out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and YouTube. This episode won't be on there because it's not a video podcast, but you can watch it on everything on there. And uh, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you take some of this and use it in your daily lives. I hope you learn something. And I'm glad you guys could listen to my story. I'm happy that I could share a little bit about myself and hopefully connect to you guys, the audience. So I just wanted to say again and again, uh, I've already said it a bunch, but thank you all for listening. You guys are amazing. I appreciate every single one of you that listens. Every single listen means the world to me. So I wanted to say have a nice day and goodbye, everyone.